Georgia has better players than you. One. Georgia has better coaches than you. And that's why Georgia's a better team than you. That's what we're going to talk about today on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, hello, hello. This is Locked On Bulldogs. We are glad to be here. Your team every single day covering Georgia football, which, by the way, is in the hayest of heydays, mm. Daniel. It's in the golden era. Kirby Smart's the greatest coach. Don't cut mad at me for anything. All of you, and we have receipts, who said he shouldn't be here. He's going to take a step back. Yada, yada. Just, just out the back door. I have mm-hmm. no time for you. We're talking about how we have better players and Kirby said it. And by the way, he wasn't, that wasn't a slight at Oregon that was helping his friend out. If you don't understand that, get a life. And secondly, I, I, it's the most factual based thing what? ever. Please someone argue me that they, we don't have better players. Like try, try that one really quick. Daniel, um, whiskey isn't good. I, you can say stupid things. Doesn't sure. mean it's true. Okay. Okay. Just I think our country is basically built on that principle. I think so. That's, the, that's like, the one principle that unites that everybody is one together. One thing that we can all agree. Uh, all right, we're going Georgia, to talk about how we have Georgia's better players, mm-hmm. better coaches, and then lastly in our third segment, we might talk about what we didn't like. But Daniel, let's start with some players that we saw that balled out, and we talked about the tight end group, and we talked about receiving. But may I just tell you, and and I hate to believe the point i really really do but it's really really emphatic and important for us he to doesn't. know he i doesn't don't hate it <laughs> he does not hate it our wide receivers are so deep it's filthy our Say wide more. receivers more. are so talented it's absurd our wide receivers are here for the long run and ad mitchell's going to go ahead and get himself up into that first round up into that high echelon of top wide receiver lad mcconkey is going to get himself a huge payday as well because those two are two of the better sec wide receivers nay national wide receivers and here's the thing that they do better than anybody else and this we've said this for years why is chris conley one of our favorite wide receivers ever at the university of georgia daniel uh, because when you threw him the ball, he caught the ball. That, point one. Mm-hmm. The, point two. Do you know what he did when he wasn't catching the football? Uh, when you threw the ball to other people, uh-huh. he he moved the people in front of them so yes. that the one guy could go. Yes. Uh, A.D. Mitchell took an Oregon DB and made him look like a five-year-old that was facing a tidal wave for the very first time in his entire life and had no clue what to do with his body. Just at, at Whitewater, and he is just getting strewn around the wave pool. I'm talking Correct. about like out, just heaved out of the Correct. out of the pool. Uh, yeah, it's it's these wide receivers are unselfish. Because the selfish ones all left. By the way, today is list day, by the way. We're yep. making three lists of three. The These selfish wide ones receivers are talented. Yep. These wide receivers are explosive. A.D. Mitchell is Devontae Smith. And Lad McConkey is a rich man's Hunter Renfro. 
You understand what I'm trying to say. Do you see what he did there? Hunter Mm -hmm. Renfro was the poor version of Lad McConkey. Hunter Renfro played 10 years in college football. Yeah. And And now he's working on 20 years in the NFL, basically. That's what he's doing. And he's 28 years old. I don't know how it happens. The math checks out. Math checks out. The wide receivers I love on this team. And listen, you talk to me about... Georgia doesn't have enough wide receivers. Georgia has a good good depth. How many people does your team throw the ball to? Like, Please. let's just list. How many people is it? Because I've got two tight ends. Yep. I've got you just listed two wide receivers. Yep. And then I'll give you Kenny Mack. Okay, game, so go, go there. There's five. Go there. There's five guys. Alabama only had two last year. We know that for a fact. They told us. They told us we don't have anybody else on the they team. They only that's had two catching. people that could catch the ball. Correct. I just listed five: Kenny McIntosh, Clint. Go, come on. I cue cue it. Thank you. Thank it. you. The it's apology the first music time needs this to year. come roaring out. But executive producer intern Michael, cue the formal apology music because Kenny McIntosh. I'm sorry. Listen. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just feel so many feelings. Sometimes like sometimes I get so scared. You know, I just I get so scared. I don't know. Being a fan is hard. What I want, but Kenny McIntosh is a weapon. He is a a bona fide stud in this offense. And Todd Munkin finally has said. You know what? It was so much fun with James Cook. I think yep. we're just going to run it back we, with this can guy, we do this again? Kenny McIntosh. And um, it's going to be really fun to watch this year because Daniel, in space with the ball in his hands, Kenny McIntosh might be Georgia's most dynamic weapon. Uh, in space, he is. Let me tell you this right now. It's not might be. He is. You saw that Reggie Bush-esque yep. sideline stop, did yep. you not? Okay, I did. guys, that doesn't happen normally in football the vision is there i saw no negative plays from him even on the play on that screen over to the boundary side where he was going to get tackled for a loss he put his shoulder down and started falling forward yep daniel because he yep. said i just got to get yards right now last year kenny mack would have tried to dance and try to make a couple guys miss three yards mm-hmm. behind the scrimmage and get a five yard six yard loss he didn't do that kenny mack is the real deal and i'm gonna tell you right now the range by which kenny mack can be used in this offense is wider than any other running back on this team. Oh, it's, yeah. It, it, the oh, the yeah. depth and the range that he can do, the play call that we can do. Kendall Milton can come in, and and we saw his skill set. And it's a, by the way, it's a great skill set. It's a fantastic skill set. I'm not mad at it. I'm just no. telling you, Kenny, Kenny Max is wider. It is. Daniel, um, can we talk about Christopher Smith? Thank real you. Real quick. Thank you. Okay, let me, let me go there. Christopher Smith is what Richard LeCount was supposed to be and can cover. Oh, yep. He's all those things. He all will he, he will literally, Trevor, literally knock your head off when he comes in to hit you. But he's got ball skills. He's always in the right place. Clint, he's always in the right place. Do you have any idea how valuable that is for safety? Mm-hmm. Do you... Need I hearken you back to 2017? Is Don't it safe? It. No, is it's it not. Safe? Look, we've won a national championship, and this team is, I'll say it. I'll say it. The 743 mark. This team is better than last year's team. Okay? Yeah. 
Correct. Best team uh, but, in college football. But I'm I'm still not ready for that, Daniel. Still Please not ready to talk about 2017? No. Okay. It's important for a safety to always be in the right place. Christopher Smith is always in the right place. Um, He's going to be a very high round draft pick, but I am so glad that he decided to come back and get developed. I'm so glad that Nolan Smith, the other Smith boy, came back and decided to get developed. Um. Can we talk about Michael Williams and how this guy's going to be this guy's going to be a star by the end of the season? Like I don't Georgia fans I don't know that you you fully process what no. he's been able to do in practice that we haven't seen uh-huh. exceeds any of your wildest expectations of what he will do on the field this year and Correct. I know that because he wouldn't have been on the field if he had not already shown out yep. in practice against that offensive line that Georgia has. And so you can expect big things from this freshman, Michael Williams. Yes, you can. And, and, and let me finish because we're going to talk about Todd Munkin here really quick. But let me finish by saying this. This offensive line, outside of Flo getting a free release because he abandoned his coverage and started doing a 15-yard sprint, Mm-hmm. outside of a couple of plays on the outer right edge that that was overloaded on that side. This offensive line gave Stetson Bennett the cleanest pocket I've seen in game one, the most time I've seen to go through progressions, and road graders. They are finesse, and they are maulers, and everyone to a man, Daniel. Now that I think Xavier Trust might be on his final leg of UGA, uh, he, he might not have anything left in the dog. He, he might be gone. Just well, the doghouse is well, in forever. We'll, we'll see. Well, we'll see. I, I said we'll see. I, I yeah. don't know. Willick played admirably, but that whole entire offensive line as a unit, as a unit, mm-hmm. as a whole cohesive unit, is the best offensive line I've seen in seven years of covering this team. Cohesively. Not individuals. Cohesively. It's incredible. Uh, yeah. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about Todd Munkin and what he means for this team. But first... Uh, I want to let you know, Daniel. We got a we got a new sponsor oh, to the I podcast. Love a, I love a new sponsor. Uh, love, it's like a warm blanket. Is it, well, <laughs> Daniel? Uh, look, the robes come out later. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. The I'm robes sorry. come no, out I'm later. Sorry. I'm so uh, but first, I want to let you know about Underdog. Uh, Underdog uh, is the easiest and most fun way to spice up your season. Underdog Fantasy and their Pick'em Games for college football is back. Just look at your favorite Bulldogs and stats. Pick whether you think they will end up with higher or lower. That's it. You look at the stats and you say, will Stetson Bennett throw more than 350 yards? If you said yes, Daniel, (laughs) you would have cash. And you win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it safe and simple and easy to use website and mobile apps. Pick between two to five players, your Pick'em slip, get all your picks right, and you'll take home some cold hard cash is that simple and it's just started underdog will double your first deposit up to a hundred dollars use promo code locked on deposit up to a hundred bucks get a hundred bucks for free that's underdog fantasy promo code locked on i do love free things clint free is good daniel um do you know what's free to you and i tell me um watching todd munkin's offense you don't and have to it, pay a dime. And for we it. should be charged for watching this thing, Daniel, because it's explosive everywhere. It's exquisite. It is yeah. a thing mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. rare and unmistakable beauty. There are so many players that made plays in this game, but we thought it would not be right if we continued to just focus on players because, to me, the person yeah. who had the best game. Yes. That. 
maybe compared to any other game that they've ever had. It's Stetson Bennett followed immediately by Todd Munkin. It's that combination. I have two points to make about Todd Munkin, Clint. Point number one, well, three points. Point number one, we already made yesterday. We said it in passing. Enjoy Todd Munkin, Georgia fans, because you have 14 more games with Todd Munkin. Uh, Then he gone. He off to a head coaching vacancy somewhere. Maybe he'll go to LSU, Daniel. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Who's to say? Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) Oh, boy. That was – I got rattled. Now, here here are my points about Todd Munkin. Number one, there was a lot of talk about Dan Lanning this week, Clint. Did you hear it? Did you hear any talk about – all of it. Did you know that Dan Lanning used to be a former Kirby Smart assistant? And well, therefore, he knows he's got inside information into all the players. Did it's you know a, that? So, like, he would probably be more aware of what Todd Munkin was going to do than he anyone else on the planet. what everybody else is going to do. Do you That's know what narrative I did not hear one time this that week? That Todd Munkin knows what Dan Lanning is going to do? I didn't hear Todd Munkin's name mentioned. That's when it right. came to the coaches in this game, Clint. So, um, do you think that Todd Munkin uh, maybe took that to heart? Do you think that that was something that maybe got him a little motivated? Like, I'm not saying Todd Munkin doesn't like Dan Lanning. It seems like everybody that hangs out with Dan Lanning likes Dan Lanning. He's a likable guy. But don't you think that there was part of Todd Munkin in this game that just said, okay, young pup, and you enjoying your first head coaching vacancy? Is this, is it, are you having fun over there? Well, watch this. Watch what we're about to do over here. Todd this- Munkin is the same Daniel as George Clooney in, in the Oceans movie, where he steals the cash from the casino guy mm-hmm. and then he donates it to a camp. Mm-hmm. on the Oprah Winfrey show, and he just rubs his face in it. And you can't mm-hmm. point and be like, oh, this is mean. This is cruel. He's like, well, yeah, I deserve that. That's what Todd Munkin was like in this game. That touchdown Lad McConkey ran in, that play design with that, that play design that got Brock Bowers the ball early, but then he came back later and said, Brock, I'm having you lead block on yep. one side all the way through, and you're going to road grade for Lad McConkey for a wide receiver that didn't leave. For a tight end, I was told is the best offensive weapon, and I know he's the best offensive weapon. I believe this 100%. I'm going to have him block, and I'm going to have Lad score, and I'm going to have Big O lead the charge. He was in the bag deep with his plays, Daniel. There was a there was a play third quarter that had no business being ran. We texted about it. That was just simply there to go on film for every other coach to have yep. to plan against. Yeah, Todd Munkin was deep in the bag, Clint. He called an unbelievable game. And you you just kind of get the feeling, and this kind of lo- goes into my second point, that Todd Munkin is really coming into his own at the University of Georgia. Yes, you know, the, like the new car smell has worn off. He's figured out what all the buttons do on mm-hmm. inside, like the mm-hmm. rear window defroster. He knows where that is now. Like he knows where the heated seats are. Like he knows how to get things set up the way that he wants them to go. He... He's now just at home in this Georgia offense. And I don't think enough is being said about the connection between Stetson Bennett's offseason as QB1 
Yep. Under Todd Munkin and the level to which Stetson Bennett played. People are talking about this angle from a confidence standpoint. Let me explain to you the one thing Stetson Bennett has never lacked. Confidence. Anybody who's ever known or seen or read an interview or done anything regarding Stetson Bennett knows that this kid has what many would call a ridiculous confidence in himself. He's got, like, he's got some chutzpah going on. Daniel. He has an absurd confidence in himself. What Stetson Bennett did not have is an offense from a master play caller specifically designed to fit his skill set. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. This that's is, what we have in 2022. And that's what makes me think this might not be a flash in the pan, Clint. This is what we're here to see because Stetson does some things really well. And Todd Munkin knows that. And it ain't JT Daniels' show and all of a sudden Stetson Bennett's trying to come in there. This is Todd Munkin saying, like, what does my quarterback do really well? What do my weapons do really well? Okay, let's do that then. Let's let's keep doing that over and over. I don't know. That sounds great to me. You're exactly right. Daniel, your third point on Todd Munkin. That was my third point. Okay, my first point you. was he's leaving. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. He's gone. Thank you. I forgot yeah. about that. Todd Munkin. Um, it, is the best offense. Look, again, we had Jimmy C not too long ago calling plays. Okay, I mentioned 2017 and I got reprimanded, but you're out here bringing up James Coley? Is that what you're doing? That's what I'm doing. On because, this podcast? On my I podcast? I know, on yeah. your podcast. I'm sorry. It is, it is, he is, he will outclass any defensive coordinator. You name the DC. Mm-hmm. And you give me Todd Munkin on the other side, and I will take Todd Munkin every single time. My confidence meter against Alabama in the SEC championship is skyrocketing right what now. What about a washed-up head coach who's over the hill that used to be a defensive coordinator? <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. Uh, Todd, I'm Munkin, for a friend. Todd Munkin specializes in that, okay. Daniel. What if Alabama uh, doesn't make the SEC championship game? What happens then? <laughs> Anybody that wants to come out and try to take on the 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 absolute monster we have, okay, I'll I'll take. So we'll on. do the same thing to Texas A and M as well. That's what you're saying. Uh, okay. I, okay. By the way, my I, I I think I have more confidence in Sad Sam Pittman right now than can we I talk do about A&M. locks already? Because I've got some doozies for this week. Like we, we are okay. Hold on, Daniel. We're gonna come back after this. We're gonna talk about things that we may not have liked in this okay. game. Uh, please come back because there are some things that you need to know about. Mm-hmm. Daniel, the things that we didn't like about. Let me just come right sure. off the bat. The defense played. A great game. And when I say a great game, I mean a great game. <laughs> Guys, th- one, two, three, stop. Stop That's counting. how many points we gave up. We gave Correct. up three points. Sorry. To the number 11 team in the entire nation. Coming okay. back with starters and transfers. and a The whole best lot of- wide receiving recruiting class <laughs> in the history. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry, oh, Oregon fans. No. Oregon fan. By the way, Oregon fan, we told you we wouldn't see you again, and you haven't been back. You so, haven't disappointed us. You yeah. have not disappointed us. No. Um, look, it, here's the deal. The defense played well. The, the stalwarts, uh, Nolan Smith can set an edge. Y'all, mm-hmm. there is nobody better at stopping the run coming to his side than Nolan Smith in the yep. SEC. It's insane. Jalen Carter can't be stopped. You can nope. hold him. You can, you can hold him. You can do whatever you want. Can't be stopped. Our DBs are phenomenal. The edge was getting pressure. And Oregon, by the way, gave – they tried to help. 
out. Don't, don't talk to me about zero sacks in this game, please. I'm first not, of no, all, no, first I'm, of all, person I'm not, in the no, no, no. The, I'm just saying, the person in the comments. Oh gosh, yes. don't talk to me about zero sacks. Do That's you know not why? what we're gonna say in this in this no, segment where we no. talk about things that we did not care for. Because it's, because Bo Nix threw point four seconds after getting the snap because Dan yeah. Lanning said we can't hold them at bay, and he you scrambled for his life often, often. So it's they not, set up quick hitters all the time. The entire playbook was that screens, quick hitters, nothing went deep. And when the only time he tried to go deep was on one play that was and a, what a, happened then? a go fade and wet paper towel said, thank you. I am here stuck on you. Yeah. Um, okay. Daniel, the, however, mm, I knew the, you were going to get to a, however, the inside linebackers that we said okay. might be a strength of this team. Okay. okay. Let's talk. We're very, very, very underwhelming. In Let's this have game. some honest conversation, Georgia fans. Please. First of all, it's okay for things to have not been great. Okay? You just put that wherever. Don't you worry about that. Clint's, Clint is over here. Microphone's just um, – he, he thought the audio is going so well that what I'll do is I'll just punch my microphone as hard as I possibly can. Uh, Zach, how did that sound? Was that good? Was that was that what we wanted? Okay. Um, let's. It's okay for something to have not gone well. Okay. Correct. Not everything. That's what Kirby said in his presser on Monday. Not everything goes well. Not ever as good as you think. Not ever as bad as you think. The inside linebackers were underwhelming. Very. I, I, Smile Mondin made a few plays. Sure. But he was also drastically out of position. On he's very plays. he's very athletic. He's I, very athletic. I can say that. He needs to be in better places sometimes than yes, the does. places that he chose to be in on Saturday. Um Dumas Johnson, I thought was really solid. solid. I thought Tresman Marshall w- looked really solid. I thought there were a few coverage plays that he was on where he was right up on uh receivers or tight ends or whoever it was that he was covering. And so I, it's not like I was down on the inside linebacker. It's hard to be. They they did not run the ball very effectively, and um, I thought generally we covered the short intermediate stuff over the middle. Inside linebackers did a fine job at that. But you would have liked to have seen that. that is an area on the defense that I think could stand to use some improvement, and it is natural that that's what we would say because that's the first game. For a lot of these guys, it's the first really meaningful snaps. I know it's not the first game, but it's the first really meaningful snaps that a lot of these guys have taken. And then, Clint, I would just go, I would go to the offensive line. I know you said that as a cohesive group that they're the strongest that you've seen. I definitely think that this offensive line has that potential. I don't know that we're there yet. I think Broderick Jones. Is that dude? So he is that dude, and there's no question. There's no question about it. No, but I do think there are some kinks to work out on the offensive line, especially early in the game. Stetson Bennett did more with his legs to save plays and scramble and throw balls away. Some of the throwaways that Stetson Bennett made in this game were the best plays that he made in the entire game. Truly unbelievable type plays where he evaded some pressure 
was able to get to the side and throw the ball away. One of them was on second and 11 on the first drive of the game. He was under – Kenny Mack gets stopped for a one-yard loss. under heavy pressure on second down. Somehow gets out of it, gets to the side, throws the ball away, and then third and 11, he hits Rosemary Jack Saint. We move the chains. We go down. We score a touchdown, and we're off and running. That play doesn't happen. We punt on that drive. It's 0-0, and Oregon has the ball for a second time. It's a totally different game. Stetson Bennett – bailed out the offensive line at times. I do think there are some things that can be tinkered with and fixed up there. And so I'd say those are the two areas that the run game, I told you, I thought Georgia was going to struggle in the run game and Georgia struggled in the run game. The sacks, I'm not that concerned about because of the type of offense and Bo Nix and all of those things. I'm not concerned about either of those two things. That's... (laughs) But do you know who I am concerned for? If they're if they think that we're not we're not going to get quarterback pressure, and they think their offensive line is going to be able to withstand, and their quarterback's going to be able to throw. Who, who's that? Florida. Florida. I'm, if I'm you, sorry, if you, you if, stop me, stop me right here. You said throw. Yeah, their quarterback doesn't do that, <laughs> but he tries to drop back. You see, this is what I mean. This is the fallacy that they're going to get themselves into. Oh, we have a mm. great quarterback. He's top ten talent. He's all worldly. I. Beg you, make AR fifteen beat me. I beg you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're yeah. We'll be me fine. A favor. We'll be fine. We'll, okay. We'll be fine. Daniel, there were a couple of plays where our inside linebackers came under just fundamental things. Came under blocks yeah. on the run game, scraping over the top. We didn't see that last year. Inexperience does that to you because when you're in the game and when your brain kind of starts going haywire, you start doing stupid things. And this is what Kirby said. Time he he called them WTF plays, right? Uh-huh. When you yeah. do the same drill over and over and you make a mistake, and it's like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. That was the inside linebackers. It'll get panned out, I promise you, because being an inside linebacker in Kirby Smart's defense is a master class, Daniel. It is not for the faint of heart. Okay. Oh, Glenn, Glenn Chu about to coach you up. So oh. you you'll be fine. You'll be you, fine. You're fine. Offensive line, yeah. Willick or 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 Truss. I don't know the left guard position. I think that was but to me, here's here's what was interesting. We we lauded Todd Munkin, second segment. I think the offensive line, one of the harder places, all the experience at Stetson and wide receivers and running backs. We have all the experience we don't have with cohesiveness, the guards and Broderick, right? Mm-hmm. Coming back. When you have a play call, when you have a scheme, we have a system that Todd Munkin shifted some things. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of communication between the offensive line to get those calls and get those trade-offs going and get the run fits there. I think I'm not I'm not saying Todd Munkin made the offensive line bad because he makes them look very good at times, but I think they struggled in a different type of system than it was last year. And it was evident, Daniel, that this play call was different than last year. So and and again, some of the better D tackles that we're gonna face this season play on for the University of Oregon. Not not no shame in that. No shame. Um, but th- some things to clean up. Got to clean it up. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow. Talk more about your favorite Bulldogs here on Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll see you guys then. See ya.